Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. When you pull up to game night in the all-new Camry, but it's actually bingo night. Mini golf, anyone? It's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry, Toyota. Let's go places. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Fantasy freaks and geeks, what's up? I'm James Coe. You're listening to the NFL Fantasy Life podcast. Oh, what a beautiful Friday it is. Nice and chilly here in uh, Southern California. Uh, I'm in the podcast studio with my jacket on. Um, my guy, MG, Marcus Grant, has a pretty sweet Adidas pullover as well. That's right. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's dipped under 70 degrees, so. I don't know what to that do with myself. It's time to freak out in Los Angeles. It was 54 on the uh, gauge in the car on the way home and it, uh, from here. It was beautiful. Oh, yeah. So okay. refreshing. So uh, that is the dulcet tones of the Hall of Famer, Michael Fabiano, and the man behind the glass, Alex. Just sitting here in a T-shirt. <laughs> no worries. No worries whatsoever. Uh, the Whiskit from Wisconsin. From Wisconsin in a T-shirt. Yes. Uh, not tripping on the 48-degree uh, weather. It wasn't 40. It was over 50. I don't know. It felt like <laughs> it definitely felt like less than 50. It is all relative, though. I was thinking about it because I figured we'd talk about the weather on the podcast. Yeah. Real exciting bunch of bunch of old guys talking about weather. <laughs> but it's funny how relative it is, because in yeah. Wisconsin, like in October, when it or November, when it would start, when it would hit like 50 and below, I would be like, oh, man, it's starting to get cold. But then in March, that first 50-degree day, people are, like, streaking, and there's snow on the ground That's still. That's great. So. Yeah, I, <laughs> I talked to my sister this morning. It's in the 70s in Connecticut right now. What? Yeah. How does that make any sense? It doesn't awesome. make any sense. I do love the way by – I know the weather's not exciting, but I love the fact that Matt Harmon, who just moved here from Virginia in uh-huh. June – uh, is complaining that it's cold. I believe he's used the expression frigid yes. already out here. You just got here. Like, you should still be, you know, hale and hearty from, you know, being – I mean, Virginia gets chilly, I imagine. They get cold out there. Dude, bro, you, you threw that out there. Like, I was like, yeah, I'll go with it. I'll go. I don't know. I have no <laughs> clue. I have – you We're all just nodding along like, yeah, yeah Virginia Virginia, weather. Yeah, Virginia. Yeah, woo, I mean, Virginia like, weather, obviously. I mean, I mean, I mean, DC gets cold. He's not terribly <laughs> far from Washington DC. I have no. They get cold and you snow. could tell. You could have told me anything. I would have no <laughs> idea. Uh, this is the big thing, by the way, in the, in the fantasy newsroom uh, is the fact that I cannot identify your geography. Is terrible. My, my geography is terrible. I can only identify thirty-five states. <laughs> well, that was in on what, a map. A ten-minute quiz. So the pressure was on. Maybe you're just a bad test taker. I am not. <laughs> I am a fantastic test taker, I will have you know. 
but no, I can only identify 35 states on, on a U.S. map. That's a problem, I guess. I guess? I don't know. I mean, question mark. I don't know. I mean, you're not. Look, the whole South is a total, you know, I don't know what that's going I don't know what's going on in the South, and I don't I have no clue what's going on in the Northeast. I mean, you're not a tour bus driver and airline pilot, so I guess it doesn't really matter now, <laughs> does it? <laughs> I, we, I, I looked at the map, and, uh, and uh, one of the states I got wrong was Georgia. I'm like, Georgia's got a coastline? <laughs> that was pretty great when you when you shouted that in the room. <laughs> that, that's kind of like me not knowing who Drake is. Uh, no, no. It's oh, actually, no. It's actually, oh, no. That's probably worse, it's actually, actually. It's actually worse. That's, that's worse. Wait, wait hold, hold up. Now, you hold don't up. know what Georgia looks like? I, yeah. I, mean, I don't know. I didn't know that Georgia had a coastline. Georgia's been around a whole lot longer than Drake. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. It's got some songs named after. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Now, if we went to the streets... If yeah, we went you to the can't streets. go to the streets because people are idiots. Yeah, I mean, America's Come probably on, bad. At it. America in general, like, and look, right. I say this as a Californian, a native Californian. Generally speaking, Californians are pretty awful at geography. I think I was once quoted as saying, you know, back in high school that pretty much as far as I'm concerned, anything east of Reno is the East Coast. <laughs> <laughs> now, admittedly, I got all 50 in like seven minutes. Good for you, pal. But, uh, Good I for was, you. I was second behind Fantasy Live producer Alex Wilk. Who did it in like a second. He did it in like, he did it in about three minutes. I did it in like three minutes and 20 seconds. You couldn't type, he couldn't type fast enough. I that mean, was, it was. Well, that was the problem is you're trying, the map, you're trying to click on the darn little like the Rhode Islands and stuff in the Northeast. That was the part that was and hard. I was like, which one am which I clicked state? on? Which state am so I'm I just like at? Connecticut, Rhode Island. <laughs> I just had See, to I know all those because no. that's where I'm from. I have no clue. The, the ones that would get me is in like the middle of the country. Middle because America. Some of the states are, you know, like Kansas. Uh, Nebraska, kind of, which right. way are they stacked? Right, right, exactly. exactly. All right. Uh, should we? Yeah, we should probably should talk about some football. football huh? uh, right, this has right. been the NFL Fantasy Live Geography Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Uh, we're going to break down the new changes there in Indianapolis. We've got bye week uh, spot starts, including Jameis Winston. We'll tell you his, about his matchup. Uh, fantasy mailbag, a big one uh, coming back. We, you know, we've neglected the the uh, the, the podcast listeners, so we're going to hit the mailbag uh, pretty hard today. And then, of course, we're going to get to daily daps. Uh, but first, let's uh, react to Thursday night football. Uh, Johnny Manziel did not look as bad as I thought he was going to. No, look. he's making progress. I agree, but this is—I don't think he did enough to win the job the rest of the season. They'll still probably go back to McCown. Uh, Tyler Eifert, three touch. How selfish is Tyler Eifert? Not for those of us who have Tyler Eifert. Yeah. Bro, spread the wealth a we little appreciate bit. Man. His selfish. Wait a minute, it, it's it, not his fault. Is he the one that Dal- yeah, He's not throwing the ball. To no, it's whatever. Dalton. It's also selfish, not, man. It's not his fault. He's always open. What a selfish nobody, jerk. Nobody he can has cover nine him. touchdowns now. I nine. mean, can can we spread the wealth a little bit? No, nah, I um, loved it. In my league of record, I had Dalton and Eifert going, so I was just laughing on the couch last. Oh night. my gosh. Oh my! You had Dalton and Eifert. Yeah, buddy. Oh gosh, it was beautiful. That stack is gorgeous. In a, in a six-point passing touchdown league, hello, that, that netted me just about fifty points on Thursday. <laughs> Six touchdowns later. Now my my question is to the Cleveland Browns. Okay. How about next time you tackle Muhammad Sanu on the one? Oh my gosh! So that Jeremy I was Hill so can get a rushing touchdown. I'm yeah, like, that was that's... an ultimate. That helps no one touchdown. I know because it wasn't even Dalton tossing it. Nope. Just. Straight up and around. First to Muhammad Sanu. Muhammad Sanu, not even, no, not a defender, not anywhere near. No. And the Browns 
one of the worst teams in the league against the run. Ugh. Worst against fantasy. So, of course, backs. it's a wide receiver. They allow a rushing touchdown, and it goes to a wide receiver. Uh, uh, it was so bad that Andy Dalton was the lead blocker lead for Sanu. Bo- he was didn't out. Even, and he Dalton, didn't even have to. Dalton Touch didn't even touch. Touched no one. <laughs> uh, uh, the one other takeaway I had was, Browns, give the ball to Duke Johnson more, please. You know what's funny? Um, did, he saw, did he get a rushing attempt? No, he didn't have no, a no, single no, attempt. No, 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 that's not true. Oh, no, he three he did. carries, three zero carries, yards. zero yards. That's right, that's what it was. It's funny you mentioned that because in the first half, Isaiah Crowell, in my mind, was was pretty darn effective. Um, look, he had 10 rushes overall for 38 yards. Okay, I get it. That's not a great average, but he only had one carry in the second half yeah. that was for negative four. So if you took that carry away... In the first half, he was averaging over four yards a carry. Not bad. No, he he did look he did look spry. But I'm just mean like do, every time Duke Johnson has a ball in his hands, for the most part, he's doing something exciting. Uh, he was their leading receiver, by the way. Right. Uh, Thirty-eight yards. Thirty-eight yards and a touchdown. Can I just say, danger zone pick, Taylor Peter Gabriel in your eyes? No. Uh, he had skillet hands out there. <laughs> skillet what hands. is happening? Skillet hands would be generous. These were like cinder block hands. Seriously. I, look, he was getting those looks. He got that look in the end zone. I'm like, it's going to be Taylor Gabriel. No, it's not. It's not. It's going to bounce off of his shoulder pads. I saw and... somebody somebody tweeted one time that he tried to catch the ball with basically everything other than his hands, like face mask, shoulder, <laughs> I mean, you know. Worst it... professional. Uh, who's the worst professional NFL uh, pass catcher? Preston Parker. Taylor Gabriel. Gosh. Uh, Ted, Ted Ginn's up there, too. He can't catch Ted Ginn can catch some stuff. Preston Parker, man. I don't uh, know. Look, in, in Taylor Gabriel's defense, he had just bought a new pair of hands. He was breaking <laughs> them in. You know, uh, these kind of things happen sometimes. Um, the film study for that, coaching staff's just going to start off by saying, well, Taylor. Burn the tape. Um, well, uh, you, you got open. <laughs> you got open. Uh, let's talk about some other things. Uh, but, no, he lo- did not look great. Uh, um, anyways, okay. Isaiah Crowell, 38 rush yards, 26 receiving yards. A little over, what, six uh, fantasy points there. Duke had 38 re- uh, receiving yards and a touchdown, which is nice. Barnyard Dog, finally silenced by Johnny Manziel. Uh, <laughs> by he, Johnny Manziel, too. Not, he, not he the was, Bengals' defense. He was targeted a bunch. <laughs> there was the one play. They were near the red zone. It was in the fourth quarter in, like, garbage time, I think. And Barnyard Dog was open on, like, a post pattern. And then he tripped. And, like, Manziel actually threw a good pass, too. I was like, no, that was their chance. <laughs> on your dog, 35 rece- receiving yards. Oh, poor boy. It's amazing how the people on social media will turn on you, too. I got so many people. About Gary Barnage. Why? You idiot. You told me to start him. Oh. I mean, yeah, I love, why, it. Why, why I love would, it. Why wouldn't you start him? I know. He's been so good most He's of the He's only the second best you know? player at his position in fantasy. I mean, so crazy. it happens. Um, Jeremy Hill. I think, I think Tyler Eifert might have something to say about that after tonight, though. Very good point. Going in. Going Very in, going it was, in. though. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy Hill, 52 rush yards. Gio Bernard, 72 rush yards and 14 receiving yards. What, what, what do we make of this backfield, man? It's it's still a, it's still pretty even split in terms of touches, but, man, Gio's just so much more And you know what? Productive. This is another situation where you can't trust what the coaches say because Marv Lewis was saying that – they were going to start getting Hill more involved in that. They're starting to see some things from Hill. He's going to be the guy. Well, and I thought, but Guess early what? on, early Lied. on. He, no, but it's not because early on he was, and he, he had the majority. Of, he, he yeah. had the most rushes. Early on he was the guy. What I've noticed, though, from the Bengals all year long, especially in the last month or so, 
late in ball games when they're closing things out. Here comes Gio. It's Gio Bernard. When it should be Hill. That's what's that's, that's the most the problem, like, the damning question. statistic. Is right. that that's everybody going in like in Fabs and Stardom Sidham and everybody and t- other f- smart football people on Twitter were like. This game script should be setting up for a nice Jeremy Hill day because yep. the, they'll feed him the ball and he'll yeah. salt away the win. But he is just so ineffective running the ball, and it breaks my heart because it's not the same runner we saw last year. Like, I tweeted out, through, like, in the third quarter, the gif of Bambi on ice. That's kind of what it looks like. He's <laughs> like, He tiptoes. There was one play where he had the edge, and he had a blocker there, and he could have just ripped it off and gone for a ton of yards. And he instead was like, right. do I – let me tiptoe. It was bad. Uh, it was somebody tackled him. No, actually, because he was also waiting for the block to develop, and you're like, bro, just it, go, man. just go, bro. And you're, it's right you're there. So fast and so strong. <laughs> and Why are you led, waiting? He led the backfield in touches, but yeah. no, it's couldn't do anything with him. Geo is just so much better this year. It's yeah, it's not even funny. It's not even close. What did Johnny Manziel have in terms of fantasy points? I forgot uh, to look I think that. Like, like 12, 12, 12 or thirteen. Okay, yeah. so if you were desperate in a desperate play. I think Adam Rank started him in a league where he was wow. absolutely desperate. I, I nearly had to, and then word came down that Ryan Fitzpatrick would play, so. Boom. Boom. Eh, 12 points, you know. That sucks. It's yeah. not great, but, you know, if it's you're not if you're if you're in that situation, eh, all right, fine, you'll take it. Um, so, any any other takeaways here from this uh, Thursday night football game? Uh, don't be worried about A.J. Green. He was still, like, the most targeted. And oh, my gosh. But in uh, – in ga- I mean, this will happen when you're on an offense as talented as the, I know, the right? Bengals. Like, last week was Green's week. He had 118 and a yeah. touch. This week, I mean, if, if Green would have gotten a touchdown, it would have been fine. But Tyler Eifert just destroyed everything. <laughs> but see, uh, let me ask so you So selfish. You, you say that there's not cause for concern with A.J. Green. I kind of think there is. Okay. Look at his numbers. He's had one big game all year. Last week, he was he was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, his fantasy point, 6.3, 10.5, 34.7. 8-2-7-8-3-6, okay, 17-8, and then 5-3. He's been ineffective in all but three games this year. Yeah, but he's still seeing targets. I mean, I, But I don't, I, I don't care. Most, he's, he's seeing targets. He's not producing. Yeah, but, I mean, that's all you can ask for is opportunity. Right. I mean, and that's really all you can ask for. It's, it's a game opportunity, and Green, because he has that ability to drop a 34-point, you know, explosion, thrashing on somebody, as long as he's getting his volume, you got to start him. Oh, I'm not saying you don't have to start him. But, I mean, he, he's not on the level of some of the elite players in his position. Not as and consistent, yeah. If you're in a standard, not even, I mean, he, he's actually more consistent as if a you were to just throw those sub, numbers double out there. digit fantasy point performer. Well, if you, were to, if you were to throw those numbers out there, Alex, wouldn't you say that looks a heck of a lot like a Deshaun Jackson season? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. not a bad comparison, actually. Exactly. Um, I mean, but then coming in, didn't, I mean, weren't we talking that A.J. Green was not he was kind of that borderline wide receiver one anyway nowadays. I mean, well, I, I thought he was going to bounce back up to I thought top so five because he was injured last year and Dalton had no other weapons. But I think that the trouble is now Dalton has all of the weapons yeah, and is doing a good job of distributing it. So yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I, where do we? Where do I guess? Look to to put a button on this. Where where do we rank uh, AJ Green? Is he is he just outside the wide receiver one range? Is he a well, high end wide receiver? Two? Based on points, he's in the top ten, but. If you're looking at consistency, which is what we all want from our fantasy players, sure. there are better options out there. That's uh, that is for sure. I mean, so in your Julian mind, he's just outside Allen your top Robinson, 10. Yes. more consistent. Larry Fitzgerald's more consistent. So, Marcus, he, he's 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 right at the border uh, right now. Yeah, he's he's probably in. Uh, I'm just thinking off the top of my head. He may s- just slip into the the top ten, but yeah, he's he's a borderline wide receiver one right now. He's got a lot of name value. Uh, I'm just throwing this out there because, you know, it's trade season. 
Yeah. Uh, he's got a lot of name value. If you want to, tr- if you want to move him and, and get something more consistent, and you know, it's what? not a bad idea. I would do that. I would trade AJ Green right now. You look at his schedule in Week 16. He's got Denver. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. and then he's got uh, Pittsburgh, who he did do very well against uh, a couple of weeks ago. St. Louis is on the schedule. Arizona's on the schedule. So uh, he's not exactly. Uh, tiptoeing through the, the daisies with that schedule the rest of the season. Yeah, I mean, if you move them, you can also move them to get a pretty large piece back. Should so, be able to. Yeah, it's not bad. All right, let's hit top headlines. The camera highlights in the world of sports. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Whistles go. Woo! I like turtles. We continue to follow breaking news. watch the news because I'm a kid. So y'all need to hide your kids, hide your wife. All right, we'll start in Indianapolis. Uh, T.Y. Hilton is in a boot. He's got a foot problem there. Uh, missed his second straight practice. Uh, he's got a horrendous matchup uh, versus Denver as well. Can't play him. It, in my mind, it's it's a no-brainer. You Set. can't play yeah, T.Y. I, Hilton. You bench him. I reached out to him this week, and he almost always gets back to me. He didn't get back to me this week. That makes me think he, he's, he's hurting. He's hurting right now. He's hurt. So. Uh, the quarterback may be hurt there in Indianapolis as well. Um, I don't really know what to do. I mean, both of those guys, Moncrief, T.Y. Hilton – Everyone except Frank Gore, I don't want any piece of. Yeah. Yeah. No, Frank Gore is like the only person I'd start in that game, and I still wouldn't even start him with a whole heck of a lot of confidence. Right. Yeah. If you could flex him, maybe. Yeah. But uh, there's not a single person in, in on that offense that I want to start at tough. all. There, there are going to be so many people this week in fantasy saying, I don't want to start player X, but right. I, have I have to. to. Yeah. yeah, the sixth bye week is killer this week. Yeah, and the injuries. Um, and well, here's a question for you, Andrew Luck, or let's say let's say somebody has Andrew Luck, and uh, and they've also got Tyrod Taylor, Tyrod. Oh, Tyrod. Tyrod all day, 100%. all day. Yep. No, I've got Ty- I've got Tyrod. There you Tyre. go. Yep. All right, so there you go. But uh, the other big story, and this is more a front office deal, but uh, Pep Hamilton fired in Indianapolis. Rodzinski, the new OC there in Indianapolis. The scheme is not supposed to change. What does this mean overall, though, for skill position players? Sometimes when we see coaching changes, um, we see inspired play. Um, you know, like we saw there in Miami, are we expecting some kind of revival there in Indianapolis, or is this just too broken? Um, I mean, I'm not, and it's not about scheme. I mean, I don't think the issue is the scheme. I think the issue is Andrew Luck. He, Whether he's hurt or he's regressed, whatever the situation is, he's not the same quarterback this year that we are used to seeing, and he's making poor decisions. He's He's just... He's not doing the kind of things you would expect from a guy with that amount of talent. So no scheme is going to suddenly make him put the ball in the right spot. I just don't know. You know, at some level, Pep Hamilton was sort of a scapegoat in this situation. Yeah, I don't know if we can expect any other, you know, inspiring gains. I think the one thing Chud has done in his time as a coordinator and coach he likes is to use the tight end. Well, and use his best asset. When he was in Carolina, those camps first two years, they were like a top five rushing offense. Yeah. And then in 2013, when he was the head coach of the Browns, nobody threw more, the ball more than they did because he had Josh Gordon. So I think he's going to try and utilize the best assets on the team, but we'll have to. What does that even see. mean? Like that's, <laughs> I that's mean, well, I mean, like, I mean, I look at that Colts offense. I'm like, I, I mean, the best what, asset what? is Andrew Luck, right? Right. Yeah. So I think that, but his best asset is like damaged right now. So that's why it's like, <laughs> it's tough to it's tough to surmise what's going to happen. Can I say this? I think if I think if he's smart, Chud will will throw a lot of. Uh, five-yard outs, 10-yard outs, um, and utilize the arm strength that Andrew Luck has. But faster passing game. Don't go so vertical. I'm seeing a lot of problems I'm seeing right now is that he's just not confident in his vertical passing game until he gets a lot of, you know, game reps under his belt. Um, 
I'd love for them to see. I'd love for him to check down a lot more. You know what we saw last year, Gelhar, was the fact that they couldn't run the ball. They had to throw it short a lot to kind of generate that short game, right? I'd love to see them go back to that and and pound defenses inside and then go over the top. Uh, right now, it's kind of look. They're trying to run it with Gore and 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 Bradshaw. It's not terribly effective and. There, there's too many times where they're in third and long, man, and it's just not working out. I hope Chud um, goes back to the game plan they had last year, which was throw it short, throw it often, uh, and then go vertical. Yeah, we will, we'll have to wait and see. All right, David Cobb likely not getting activated until next week. I kind of think this has something to do with his weight issue. It could. Um, the Steelers did the same thing with Martavis Bryant, though. When he, fir- when he was first eligible to come back, he was like a little dinged up, or they just wanted him to get – Right, you know, like you you said, you you, you know they need, you can't just dro- drop a guy into an NFL game and be like yeah. go like it's not like a Pokemon like I choose you, David. Cobb. <laughs> so this is probably a case where they're I just, wish it was they're just waiting to to get him more up to speed. So I you know he's still he's still stash worthy because that Tennessee backfield is not inspiring. And that actually Absolutely. makes Antonio Andrews an even better deep sleeper this week. I actually have Definitely. to play him. He's in my top twenty five running backs for the week. Great matchup against New Orleans. I know Dexter McCluster is still there. Bishop Sankey's sort of been just phased out of the offense. So if you're hurting for a running back, and I know a lot of you are, uh, Andrews is on the waiver wire in a lot of leagues. Yeah, he's he's definitely, with Cobb not coming back this week, Andrews is a great bye-week filler. I mean, he might only get you seven, eight points, but right. it's better now, than zero. Here's, but here's an interesting question, because I know we've all been you know sort of keeping an eye on David Cobb. That was also when Ken Wisenhunt was running the show there. Now Mike Malarkey has come out and said Antonio Andrews is the workhorse. Uh, Sylvester Krug, the running back coach, has told Andrews he's going to be the starter for the rest of the year. You wonder, with a coaching change, does this change the way David Cobb maybe is viewed in this offense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could. Uh, you know. Absolutely. And, and Andrews, if he does well this week, which I think some of us expect him to be, uh, very effective, he could – distance himself a little bit from a guy who hasn't played and uh, as we've heard from reports is a little chunky. <laughs> little chunky. <laughs> that was an interesting delivery. He's big boned. I was trying to get my Cartman out there. He's big boned. Really, really, really <laughs> bad Cartman chunky. impersonation. Oh, Sorry. wow. Where did that come from? That uh, was, uh, all right. I'll but yeah, it. keep an eye on Cobb because the, co- laugh, Co. the, the coaches, <laughs> the coaches can say all that Good stuff, work. but then... If David Cobb comes in and plays better than Antonio I know, Andrews, right? Yeah, like. yeah, exactly. But uh, but no, you're right. Antonio Andrews, I, li- I like that start, man. You know, if they go back uh, and feed him the rock and, and they stop with the, the rotations, the incessant rotations, just give a guy the rock a little bit. All right, we'll talk about uh, – oh, I was about to do bi-week starts. But we got I, a few more things to talk got about a few more th- How about Austin Severian Jenkins, ASJ? Uh, he's got a great matchup against um, the the Giants, who's given up a boatload of points to the tight end position. Um, if he goes, I mean, he's been dinged up, you know. So I guess what do we make of the start? Um, if he goes, and w- w- what do we make of the prospects for ASJ? I have him in my top fifteen among tight ends, uh, obviously barring a setback in his return. And uh, with six teams off, I think he could probably do worse. But it's not an ideal play. Let's put it that way. When's the last time he played? I'm like looking week two. Like, oh, I, right. forgot, I forgot he was he had that thing huge, for a while. He had that huge game in week one. It was but, total garbage yeah. time against, I believe it was tennis, Tennessee. Uh, yeah, Tennessee. And uh, then then the next game he went out. I, I kind of forgot he was a thing. And I I have a roster where I've just kind of been holding on to him, sort of waiting. And I guess if he's if he's playing, 
I give him a look. I, you know, I have to check and see who my other tight ends are. But you know, he's at least worth a shot, right? I now. think I think he's actually a frisky start. I'm pretty sure I have him in my top tight top ten tight ends because if they're like because he's been out so long, they're not going to play him unless he's ready. They wouldn't risk that. Jameis has no other targets aside from Mike Evans right now. He is historically what? Cameron he, Brait and Dante. <laughs> <Dye>. Shush. <laughs> Harmon uh, always points this out when he talks about it too. But if you go back into his days at Florida State, uh, he's always loved targeting his tight end. Marion yeah. Jenkins is huge. He's like six six. He's fast. He's got a big body, great catch radius. The Giants. Nobody's given up more yards to the tight end than the Giants. They've given up more, over a hundred more yards uh, to the position than the next worst wow. team including five touchdowns. Wow. They just made Ben Watson look like, you know, <laughs> Tony Gonzalez in his prime. So I think I think ASJ is a great start this week with so many people on their bye, and I actually might flex him in one league over Frank Gore if he starts. Holy cow. That's a bold call. Yeah, it's a bold call. It's but a bold call. I like it, though. I like it, though. Uh, Garrett Selleck is another sleeper tight end that's just hanging out out there. Don't do it. No? Yeah, okay. Dwayne Gabbert, don't do it. Yeah, all right, fine, fine, fine. <laughs> you, you talked me off of it. All right, let's go to Washington. Uh, D- Deshaun Jackson practicing in a limited capacity. He's very confident he's going to go. Uh, but, again, he just isn't practicing fully. He hasn't played since week one. Um, I don't understand. He hasn't recorded a statistic. <laughs> he has not recorded this a season. statistic this season. That is insane. I mean, other than I think the target that he got injured on, like <clears> – <throat> I added it. So he got dropped after week two. I added him in week three thinking I got a, a steal. And he's just been anchoring my bench forever now. Yeah, it's it's encouraging that he's practicing, but that's why I put it on here. If any of you guys have him, do you start him this week? I would no. not. I'm playing him. I I'm mean. Him. In, a, in, a t- in a tough, like, bye week spot. This is one of these, him? like, I don't have a lot of options sort of thing. I'm pretty sure I have him ranked in my top 25 wide receivers this week. Wow. So. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's in there. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, I don't know, man. Just keep him away from the tackling dummies. I think right. exactly. <laughs> Block, the blocking sleds. Exactly. I got a 14 team league where you know I'm kind of forced to play him due to the bye weeks and, and all that, but I'm not very, feeling very confident about it. I'll tell you that right now. All right, how about in New York? Fitzmagic, Ryan Fitzpatrick is set to start. He's got torn ligaments in his non-throwing hand. He probably needs surgery. He does need surgery on it. He he's going to wait till the off season to get it done. Um, it's some sort of big glove on it or something or other. <laughs> I saw the Jets tweeted out a picture of it during the week when he was practicing. So, Well, I don't know what that means, but uh, I know it's going to be hard for him to kind of um, – well, I, I mean, look, even even taking a snap is going to be a painful situation for him. Uh, it's gonna impact go more, I wonder if they go more shotgun they probably as a result. To. They probably have to. Uh, the impact from under center would just, I think – Well, at least – he should have his throwing hand on top, so the impact would go into his throwing hand, but still, like... Still, there, there's a, you know, I, I think you're kind of opening the door there for, for fumbles um, and uh, center <coughs> quarterback exchange problems, but uh, we shall see. But uh, but what does this mean, I guess, for the, the skill position guys there in New York? Uh, I'm good things. <laughs> I'm not worried. I'm, no? As no. Long, if, as long as Fitzmagic is there, I'm, I'm happy with it, because uh, if it was Geno or Bryce Petty... Then I'm getting worried. Yes. But don't you? But don't you guys feel like if he starts, there's a high percentage chance he doesn't finish? No, I mean, I, I think they'll figure out a way to kind of protect him. Hopefully, he can, you know, not run into traffic that sort of thing. <laughs> Head first, right? Slide, I, bro, slide. I mean, again, like I said earlier, I was in a situation where I was deciding between he and Johnny Manziel. So obviously, I, I'm going with Fitz Magic. Yeah, and, and as long as he's healthy. Look, the Jaguars gave up almost 18 points to EJ Manuel. Ooh. You know? So, <laughs> I feel okay with Ryan Fitzpatrick back. That's a good there. point. 
All right. Um, Decker, Marshall, those guys set to, you know. Uh, well, we got to see how Marshall, if he plays or not, because he's got, like, what, an ankle and something, a foot right. injury or something or other. Sure. I like Decker. Decker, Decker is, uh, like, took some rest because he's dealing with something else too, but it doesn't sound like it's bad at all. He, sh- he should see a ton of targets and has a uh, good chance to score a touchdown. How about Chris Ivory? Are we worried about him wearing down at all? No. Um, I'm playing him. I'm playing You know, and he – they actually haven't – been able to really utilize in the last couple of weeks. He's just he's seen a lot of stacked fronts, and, and teams aren't really letting him get loose. So I think this is a week where you plug it back in and you you look for good things. It no worries the, it whatsoever. Is, it is the Jags. It's the Jaguars. Listen, man, there's always worries. If anything uh, uh, learned last night, Jeremy Hill with a great matchup. Nothing is guaranteed. At oh, all, for sure. Except I, I for just Tom meant, Brady scoring 20-plus fantasy points every single I just week. meant that Chris Ivory's got a little bit of a hi- injury history mm-hmm. about him. And, uh, again, if we're talking about trade targets or, or, if, we're, or if we're moving guys, Chris Ivory, I, in the general population, I think still does not have a great name value. Uh, are you targeting him or are you trading him away? Are you worried about him ha- having peaked at his value? I'd be happy to have him especially with the mess that's going on at the running back position right now. Yeah, I'm not getting rid of Chris Ivory at all. All right, there you go. Let's talk about bye week spot starts. How about Jameis Winston? I love this play. Having watched Jameis Winston play, he's really developed. Uh, And and again, what, no turnovers uh, over the last three games. I don't think that continues. I think he'll have a pick uh, or two uh, in this game against New York. But, man. He's quietly, I guess maybe not quietly because he's so high profile, but he's put together a decent fantasy campaign. 19 plus fantasy points in two straight games. The Giants just gave up seven touchdown passes to Drew Brees. Hello. Not that famous Jameis is Drew Brees, but can he give you 18? Sure. I think that's possible. Sure. I think that's doable. Yeah. I see a lot of head nodding from the uh, behind the glass there. Uh, and he's own, he's owned in just over 15% of NFL.com leagues. So if you're a team that's been riding Carson Palmer or, you know, any of those other any of those other guys, like Jameis is a great option this week. Oh, how about this? Jameis Winston or Andrew Luck? Winston. Winston. <laughs> Hello. This is how far we have fallen from yeah. grace. I, I'm, I'm not uh, – that's uh, – Hit me, Michael so Fabian. So Come on. Give me a Come name. On, say Winston. I've got Luck ranked higher. All right. But it is – only Friday. I still have a few days to change. Right. <laughs> I, I say that. I say that not knowing. I can't remember where I had them ranked because I my how my week works. I do the rankings really early, and then usually Friday afternoon I actually yeah, go in update. and I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, move around. But if you it. if you base your rankings in any large part to FPA, Andrew Luck shouldn't even be in your top twenty five. <laughs> no. Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, Denver's nasty, well, man. I think he might almost have to be by default, <laughs> but. Uh, well, yeah. plus, I mean, you know, as the leading candidate for the Mark Bolger Award, even if they fall behind, there which be is inevitable, garbage. there could be some garbage points. Yeah. Like, <sighs> I don't know really if I trust know. garbage points. I know. <laughs> even then, I don't know, you know. It's like they don't they give up nothing. They give up nothing. Um, I'm worried about that one. James Winston, I, I would play James Winston. And I had I had Austin Safarian Jenkins next to him, too. He's He's been dropped in so many leagues. He's owned in fewer than 10% of NFL. Because people are tired of waiting for him. Well, yeah, no, justi- justifiably so. But right. I'm just saying, like, if you need a tight end or a flex, like, I would start. You know up. another player that you guys out there should be seeing if he's been dropped is Tony Romo. And sit on him for a couple of weeks. Very he's good supposed call. to be back in week 11. Good call. I actually. What's so, his playoff schedule look like? I, I have not looked that far ahead um, I'll pull it up right with now. Romo, but I'll tell you this. I, I was in a league, and I've been complaining about it for a week, where I had Arian Foster, Le'Veon Bell, and uh, Keenan Allen. Sure. And Tom Brady was the quarterback. The, the league was just kneeling to me. I was destroying everyone. And I ended up having to trade Brady 
because I had nothing. I mean, I was dead in the water. So I ended up trading Brady and Brandon Cooks for Julian Edelman and Mark Ingram. And I have Tyrod Taylor. But I saw Romo on the waiver wire, and I'm like, okay, well, I can afford to trade Brady because I can pick up Romo, stash him, and then when he comes back, I can play either him or yeah, Tyrod, sure. and I'm, I'm a contender again. So, so I think you have to look at that kind of thing. Let's see. He has the Panthers in Week 12 Uh-oh. and then the Jets in Week 15. Uh-oh. But other than that, he other has – Other than that, that's a problem, though. Well, I know. That, that is a problem, <laughs> but he's got – He's facing uh, the two worst defenses in the league, man. He has Washington, Green Bay, and Buffalo. Those are also not great matchups, though. Buffalo is okay. Washington's been – their secondary is super banged up. And yeah. the, pa- the Packers mm-hmm. have uh, – they played great to start the year, but they're following a trend they had they back They gave up the over 300 passing yards to Peyton last week. So. They've given up almost 850 passing yards the last two weeks. Hello. Mm-hmm. That is um, hashtag not good. Not good right. at all. All right, James Winston, a good spot start against uh, the Giants. How about Tyrod Taylor versus Miami? Love him. Uh, yep. Love him there as well. Love him. I just talked about him. He, he was a guy that – uh, some people drop. You can go out and grab them. Look at his numbers before he got hurt. I mean, they were very good. He was like a top five, six They were very good. It, sometimes in fantasy football, it's sort of like, you know, out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. Don't forget about these players and how good they are. Now that he's back and for all intents and purposes, 100%, get him out there, man. Uh, he's a talented guy who can run with the football, and he was on pace to be a top 10 quarterback before he got hurt. Yeah. No uh, doubt about it. We talked about it on this very podcast, as a matter of fact, yeah. uh, preseason, that Tyrod Taylor could crack into the top ten. Um, Sammy Watkins, uh, one of his main targets there, still dealing with his ankle injury. I, I, if you have Sammy Watkins, I got him in a, in a league, um, unfortunately. But uh, Sammy Watkins, I, I just don't think he's playable. Um, I think he's still too banged up. Um, he's been too up and down. I don't even know if he's he really me. been up. But, yeah, it's he, the level of production has never really been there for Sammy Watkins. I think if you have Sammy Watkins and you have another viable option, I'd probably just go away from Sammy. I might have to play this him point. this week. I've got uh, in the Fantasy Live League, I've got Sammy. I've got T.Y. can't play T.Y. No. I've got Jordan Matthews. Uh, so I'm, yeah, I'm, playing, I'm what about, playing Watkins. What about, though, I forgot to put him on the list, um, Robert Woods. It's owned in, owned in uh, 4.3% of leagues. Robert because of Woods. all of the <laughs> <laughs> the injuries to the other wideouts in Buffalo, Last the, not last week because they were on a bye, but the week before, Woods saw 13 targets. A ton. I think, I think and 84 in a touch. 84 in a touch with nine catches. Like, he could be a great bi-week flex fill-in. So, Fabs, maybe check out if Robert Woods on the waiver wire in that league. Yeah, you know as me. As I, knew, see, I, I knew where you, oh, knew, right. you USC knew, wide knew what he was going to say. <laughs> you just teed that up for him. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, Marcus, you, you like the prospects a bit, yeah? I mean, look, he, he's kind of the last man standing right now in yeah. Buffalo. I mean, sure. uh, I, I think, you know, the the argument for him is that he is kind of the guy who's there with Sammy Watkins not healthy, Percy Harvin banged up. I mean, yeah. there aren't a whole lot of targets there. The argument maybe against him is the fact that wide receiver is the deepest position in all of fantasy. Sure. And uh, he scored fewer than five fantasy points five times this year. That doesn't help. No, no. no. But, that uh, was but the opportunities will be there, I think. Yeah, that was with Percy Harvin having a big game uh, here and there. Sammy uh, Watkins, Watkins having a big game week, here. Sure. Week six against Cincinnati at four four point seven points. That, that's not good. Bengals have a good defense, though. Bengals have a very good defense. I, yeah, I understand that, but I mean, I, I just don't trust him. I mean, they shut down. They shut down the barnyard dog. So at that point, I don't point, trust him. Yeah, <laughs> all bets are off. I, I don't trust him. Oh, also, boy. week six was an EJ Manuel week. Uh oh. Well, EJ wasn't <laughs> bad. It's not like EJ He's was EJ bad. EJ Manuel. And uh, you know, in his last game against Miami, he had three point eight points. Go get him. You know, um, I think I think the floor. 
for uh, we're spending too much time on Bobby Woods, but uh, yes, I think the, yeah, I think the floor for Bobby Woods, uh, in my mind at least, uh, given Sammy Watkins' injury, six points. But we don't know if Watkins is or not or isn't playing yet. Uh, he's so banked up. He he's probably going to play. Yeah. Well, it, the, here's it was he was limited on Thursday, and Coach Rex Ryan, in quotes, hopes. He'll be ready for Sunday. Even if he starts, it, I mean, he's going to be so banged up. I, I like the fact that I like the fact that uh, the volume play for Bobby Woods. We'll move on. All right, uh, Malcolm Floyd, Stevie Johnson. He's Steve Johnson in our game. Steve Johnson. Well, he had switched to it. People still want to call him Stevie, but he had he's, said he's like he's going Steve by Steve Johnson. Now. That's unfortunate. That is terrible. However, unfortunate. they're both uh, wildly available. Yeah. And NFL.com. <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny because I, I look at the ownership percentage, and Malcolm Floyd's actually more owned. Uh, than Stevie Johnson, which I don't know. I, I guess I'm a little bit surprised by that. Well, I, I think that Johnson Stevie was coming, Johnson coming back from injury, and Floyd had a couple splash games. Yeah, okay. uh, like he had like the 90 yard game, whatever, against the Green Bay a couple weeks ago, and then he just had two touchdowns. So a lot of people were probably reacting like to the recency bias of like, oh, look, he scored points. But good point. Steve Johnson's the better player, and he's the one that's probably going to fill in Keenan Allen's role. So he could see a ton of targets moving forward. Uh, I think I think the loss of Keenan Allen really helps um, Antonio Gates. I, I just think well, it, I think yeah. uh, the the t- extra targets are going to be there, and they have a bromance, one of the strongest bromances in all of the NFL. Um, and I just think the loss of Keenan Allen will really, really, really help Antonio Gates. But Stevie Johnson is going to be right there, man. He's going to be right there. Um, Malcolm Floyd is is an interesting play. You're kind of always hoping for the long pass. Exactly. There. But uh, but no team throws more um, than than San Diego, so uh, so it's right there. All right, uh, I, I I won't ask you who do you pick. Or, I, well, maybe I Johnson. Won't. Johnson. 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 Stevie Johnson's my first choice there. Yeah. Fabs. Fabs. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Zoning out. <laughs> no, no, no. I agree. I Were agree. you watching the Star Wars trailer again? He, yeah, you he, may. He, he wasn't. Uh, he wasn't available in a lot of the leagues that I'm in, though. Stevie, Stevie? Johnson. Yeah. He might have been just. Well, he might have been just picked back up because some people were watching and saw he came back and sure. he, he did have a decent game his first one back last week he was a little quieter but all right ha- we'll stay in that same game jeremy langford uh taking on one of the worst run defenses stardom in the nfl stardom. i yeah. love stardom. jeremy langford absolutely love jeremy langford I, um in our uh lol league marcus grant i uh, spent 60 fab dollars at, which is the rest of my budget uh, to go pick up Jeremy Langford because that's how much I believe in you him. You better hope Forte's only out uh, or he's out more than just one week. Well, I think he's going to be I think he'll out. get at least two weeks. I think probably. he'll be out at least two weeks, but if those are both Chicago losses, don't be surprised if he's out four. The only issue that I see is that the schedule isn't very good for the Bears. Uh, I mean, you've got this game against San Diego Chargers, which, yep. which should be great, but then looking the rest of the way, I mean, you know, you've got St. Louis, Denver. The Packers, uh, you've got you know Washington, you've got Minnesota. So there are a lot of really tough games down the stretch for, sure. for the Bears. So, I mean, obviously if Langford's there, he's the primary running back. Just be aware the matchups don't necessarily favor him. He's a big, strong dude, um, and he's got crazy nice speed as well. Um, and, again, we talked about it in our Tuesday podcast, but, man, the guy was incredibly effective and very productive at Michigan State. Um, averaged 20 touchdowns over the final two seasons there for Sparty. So, I don't know, man. I just I love the prospects for Jeremy Lankford. I know he's going to get the volume. It's so rare to get a starting 
uh, high-volume running back this late in the season. So, you know, again, that's why I invested so heavily in Jeremy Lair. I really like the matchup this week, and in my mind, you absolutely have to find a way uh, to get him into your line. He's in my top 20 uh, at running back this there week. You go. So, yeah. There you go. There you go. A couple of interesting tight end yes. notes here. How about Jacob Tammy versus San Francisco? That's just a complete uh, dumpster fire there in the Bay. Start all your Falcons. Also, like, Jacob Tammy has been the de facto number two receiver on this team for That's a while scary. now. Well, because Hankerson's hurt. Hankerson's been banged up. Roddy White's kind of pulling a disappearing act in the twilight of his career here, and Justin Hardy's not ready for, like, a primetime role. So Tammy's had two games with over ten targets this year, and I think they've both been in the last, like, four weeks or so. And then how about Heath Miller? Taking on Oakland. Stardom. Hello. <laughs> the Raider factor there. <laughs> but, well, it's the Raider factor, and he's had, uh, he had what, 11 targets? Yeah, or 11 targets much, in week one. Much and then more he, effective with With Rob Big Ben, yeah. In, in, you know, two of the, like, what, two of the four, three games Ben has started and finished, Heath Miller's had double-digit targets. If I have any concern, though, it's the fact that I think that the Steelers can get whatever they want offensively against this Oakland Raider defense. And whether that means running the ball, whether that means throwing it to Antonio Brown and Martavis Bryant, I think they can get whatever they want. Um, they won't have to check down or run designed quick outs to uh, Heath Miller, right? So that's my only concern is that maybe he won't see the volume. Uh, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not terribly concerned about that. But there is always the risk that Antonio Brown catches 20 passes and Martavis Bryant <laughs> has three for 150 and two touchdowns. And like, they're going to feed D'Angelo too. There's not too many Steelers I don't like this. But way. if you're right. starting, if you're starting Heath Miller, I mean, you're not expecting a ton. You're just hoping he catches, true. catches one in the painted area. That's right. true. Yep. That's all. That's true. Just give me that touchdown. There you go. All right. Fantasy mailbag time. Let's do it. Mail it in. Mail it in. <laughs> That's the Van Wilder one. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that one. That was good. I like it. J. Michael Smith is asking, should I start Cutler or Derek Carr? This is tough. Uh, that's, why I, that's why I put it on here. Derek Carr. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I believe. I believe in, in, in the I don't even like black. a matchup, but I don't trust Cutler. Um, it's not so, Cutler's actually been pretty good the, the last month or so. I mean, he's he's an easy punching bag, but he actually hasn't been terrible, but I just believe in what the Raiders are doing, especially offensively with Carr and, and Cooper and Crabtree and Latavius Murray. I just I just like what's going on there, so I, I go Derek Carr. Uh, on paper it should be a shootout. Should it not? Yeah, I think I think I'll go Carr too. In my I just pulled up the rankings. In my initial like late Monday night rankings, I okay. put Cutler higher, but uh after doing more research throughout the week and all of being adjusting these, I'd start Carr. I don't have him as far apart as like the rest of you guys, although Fabs, you have Carr sixteenth? Yeah. This week? Wow. Is that too low or too high? I feel that, like that's too low. Yeah. I, I don't trust him. Why don't, I, you, why don't you trust him? Because Pittsburgh's defense is good. He just torched it's the o- Jets. It's okay. It's just – I mean, they're, they're better they than did we – it in o- He also did it in Oakland and um, – Still Darrell Reed. I, 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 I understand. I, I think that was that, that was an exception to the rule against the Jets. Let's just put it that way. He played great, and, and I don't think anyone started him last week. I just don't – I don't trust him. Their, their quarterbacks out there I trust more this week. Um, I'd, I'd start Andrew Luck over Carr this week. Whoa. Gosh, I don't know if I'd do that. No way for me. <laughs> yeah, oh. no. I was about to move on, and then I'm like, oh, <laughs> man. Uh, TJ Florence asked, Benjamin Watson or Marcellus Bennett in standard leagues? 
Marcellus Bennett? <laughs> Marcellus Wallace. Marcellus hey, Wallace, watch huh? Pulp Fiction? That's what it says on the sheet it's here. What, I, what that, he tweeted us, bro. That was his tweet. I didn't I didn't edit it either because I thought yeah. that was funny. I knew we'd get some Pulp Fiction nice. references. Nice. Um, you think that guy wears a Band-Aid on the back of his head? Uh, Marcellus I Bennett? So. I wouldn't put it past him. I wouldn't yeah. pass him. He's, he's a different kind of dude. I think i go Watson. Yeah, I think I'd probably go go Ben Watson in this one too. Um it's like, close. It's like, really close. I like bo- I like both. I'm going Bennett. Um all right. Gosh, I don't know where to go with that one. I think I think I kind of like Watson too, man. The eyeball test. I, I I'm liking what I'm seeing out there. The eyeball test. The New Orleans passing offense is kind of getting going. Yeah. And uh By the way, Drew Brees looks is starting to look pretty sharp again. Yeah. I mean, uh, you you take I mean, look, I, I get that he had the seven touchdowns I, and I'm not just basing it off of that. I'm just saying over the last three weeks, he's really looked a lot sharper. The touchdowns certainly helped. He had had a ton of yards and stuff, too. Like he had, I think, three or so of his last four games or here. Why don't I just actually click on a look <laughs> uh, using this wonderful thing called the Internet? He had had 300 plus passing yards. Yeah. Prior to last week in three of his last four games, he'd crossed the, you know, the 300 mark and he yeah. only had. Uh, yardage six. has not been his problem. Right, I'm saying, but he was he was touchdown. he was looking better. Like he was throwing it better after he'd had that shoulder injury. I agree. He's the year, looked so. a lot sharper over the last three weeks. So um, I really like the, the the fact that they're tossing that ball around. You know, and it's funny too. I feel a lot better about Brandon Cooks now. Yeah. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> I, I'm with you though. I I've kind of started to come around on Brandon Cooks the last couple of weeks. He's seeing more targets. He's making more plays. I feel better. I end at the a lot better. Okay. I'm not I, look. I'm not saying Brandon Cooks himself is is an elite player or anything of that nature. It's just the fact that Drew Brees is putting it on a man, um, and that's what I like about uh, maybe playing Brandon Cooks a little bit more. But anyways, uh, we'll move on. Give me another mail sounder. You get a mail, mail baby. Woo! Josh Teft at. The Walking Dez. That's a great That's actually a pretty name. good name. That's a Walking <laughs> Dez. That's one of my team names. That's pretty uh, good. Very well, popular. and not only that, it's also apropos uh, for what we got going on with Des Bryant right now as well. Uh, <laughs> should I start Richard Matthews or Stefan Diggs? Diggs has been dealing with a little bit of a hamstring injury, but uh, sounds like he returned to practice in full yesterday. Um, but uh, Richard Matthews is, is looking all right as well. How do you not play Diggs right now? I don't know. Dude's on I don't know. fire, man. Uh, good dude too. Uh, interviewed him yesterday on NFL Fantasy Live. And oh, did you? This bro, th- this bro's got some hands like I mean, gigantic. Yeah, gigantic mitts on this dude. And he's a top ten wide receiver the last four weeks. Ride him while he's hot. Well, and I think the difference is, Diggs is the number one option in in his uh, in his offense. Rashard Matthews is the second option, if that. In his past, no, he's kind of with him and Landry these last four weeks. It's kind of been a one A one B sort of thing. Landry being one A, Matthews being one B. This is my concern though. Every single time they throw to – not every. I should, I'm, I'm overstating it. But r- when they throw to Rashard Matthews, more often than not, it's um, it's not good results. It's been very good results for him It's this been year. good results for Rashard Matthews. It's not been great results for that Miami D, uh, offense. There's a lot of drop passes. There's a lot of uh, broken up plays, miscommunication on the passing routes. Um, I'm just wondering if the coaching staff at some point is like, you know what, man? No. We we can't we can't keep doing this because he stalls a lot of drives with either drops or 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 broken routes. Um, he, I don't know where you're getting this. He's got he's caught over seventy percent of his passes this year. He's been he's been pretty efficient. Oh, the last two weeks, man. I... He was six of six. Three, you know what? We're three we're gonna have to put Matt Harmon on this one. He was, <laughs> no, his his last three weeks, he was six for six targets receptions, three for three, and twelve for seven. Each of those, he had over sixty yards and he had one touchdown. 
I think, like I said, I think it's great because he's seeing a lot of targets. I'm just saying that the co- like if you look at if you look at what's happening um, in terms of like the production that actually happens in the actual offense, not for him personally. I'm talking I'm talking real life versus fantasy. You know what I mean? Oh, we, we got si- silence. I, well, I was I was just, I just like, tap tap tap. Well, no, I like I, I just want you guys to fight it out. I'm, I'm just curious. Like, what, his production, he's caught over 76 percent of his targets the last three weeks. Like that is a very good catch. It number. is. It is. That is a very good catch number. The offense isn't stalling when they target him. Oh, like I was on. I like Rashard Matthews early in the year. I still like him. I you know I just would start Diggs over him this week. My, my concern with Diggs, uh, yes. he's dinged up, and Teddy Bridgewater is playing behind a porous offensive line against the against Rams. the Rams. Against the Rams. Homeboy might not have any time to throw. Good point. Homeboy. <laughs> All right. So, they, I mean, but they. But here's the thing. Uh, again, this goes back to my Stefan Diggs is the new Cordero Patterson. They can find different ways to get him the football, even if Bridgewater doesn't have a lot of time to throw. Can we get a Mohamed Sanu style uh, uh, reverse uh, a little end, end around here? Potentially. Great. I think I'd probably Great. still start Diggs, but uh, I'd watch his injury status heading into the game. Good point. All right, G. Teeley asked. Wait, uh, get that sandwich boy. out of your pie hole and listen up, maggot. It's time for mail call. G. Teeley at Caveman209 in PPR. Sit Eddie Lacey to start Steve Johnson? Yep. Question mark? Yep. I would do it. Yeah. I would do it. Yeah, it's come to that now. It has come to that. It's come to that now. Oh. You've I'm, got mail. I'm sad. Christian Becerra <laughs> asks, start Devontae Adams or start Brandon LaFell? Not two great options. I like LaFell this week. I don't know why. Maybe it's the matchup. Okay. I think he's a, a pretty decent three flex. Taking on Washington. Yeah. I like him this week. Yeah, I would probably go. I would probably go with LaFell this week. Um, You know, I... I Went, I won't say I went all in on Devontae Adams, but I went pretty heavy on Devontae Adams in a lot. A of lot leagues. of folks did, uh, and I'm, you know, I'm still, I'm still holding out hope that he can put up some decent numbers. Uh, but I would, I would lean toward LaFell. I wouldn't. I think it's almost, it's almost like a coin flip this week because you, you got to throw it last week because the Packers just got got by the Denver defense. They got, got. But uh, everything's saying Josh Norman's probably going to shadow Randall Cobb. Yeah, which means young athletic Devontae Adams is going to get the. Plus, aging. he's getting healthier. Right. Have very healthy now. He's going to either get the aging but still effective Charles Tillman or somebody else. I think this could be a sneaky blow-up game for Devontae Adams, but the same, like, I'm with you, Fabs. I feel like better about LaFell. He's been getting a, a handful of targets. If you look back to last year, LaFell was like a top 20 wide receiver down the stretch once he got in and in, in a rhythm with Brady. So uh, <laughs> the homer in me will say Adams. There you go. I like it. Uh, by close, the way, there's a, there's a vicious Brandon LaFell – uh, Vine out there uh, after his first game back. Remember? The yeah, game? that was uh, <laughs> that, that was, was rough. Right. That was rough. There's a Vine. Okay, just just so I could explain it, it's a Vine of some guy. He put a Brandon LaFell jersey on a trash can and, and threw footballs at and it. He he had somebody roll it around his yard and he <laughs> threw footballs at it and had him bounce off. That was not cool, but it, so funny. It's very funny. Oh gosh. All right. All right. Next one. <laughs> Message for you, son. Eric Decker or Dez Bryant? This one is from David Camardo. I like Dez this week. Um, Philadelphia is not good against wide receivers. If you look at Dez's uh, trend against okay. Philadelphia, he tends to get into the end zone against them. I am going with Dez. I do like Decker a lot this week, though. Not worried about the foot or the quarterback is Michael Fabiano. What say you, MG? Uh, just, look, I said it last week, man. You drafted Dez to play him every single week. I mean, you know, and I know he got locked up with Sherman and he wasn't healthy, but, man, it's Dez. 
Yeah. Man, it's Dez. He he still looked okay last week, aside from the fact that Sherman was all over him. Yeah. But look, but Seattle or the Philadelphia secondary is not Richard Sherman. <laughs> Don't remember what was it a Sunday night game where Des? I mean, granted, uh, what was that Kerry Fisher or whatever? He's or uh, he's Kerry Williams. Kerry Williams. Kerry Fisher. Whoops. Star yeah, you're, you're all Star Wars in and out right now. Car- Somebody's got his head uh, into the Star Wars trailer. Kerry Kerry Williams when he roasted him for three touchdowns in that primetime game. I mean, that's probably not going to happen again. But Des could have his way, and all Matt Castle has to do is put it near him, and <laughs> Des will do the rest. All right. I, 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 yeah. I, you know, I'm gonna. I don't feel great about it, but I'm gonna go with the, the Marcus Grant theory. Which is, you waited this long, just throw him out there. We'll see right. what happens. And it's not like Eric Decker's dealing with a healthy quarterback either, so there you go. All right, David Chapman. Do we have another mail? Wait, I mean, we're going to have to start circling back because uh, we have so many mail questions. Da- David <laughs> Chapman, Big D12785, says Flex Watkins, uh, Mike Evans, or Martavis Bryant? Come on, it's Martavis. And he says thank you. Oh, I say Evans. It's really close. I think it's. I think it's. It's definitely not Watkins. It's definitely not Watkins. So it's either Mike I think, I think we Martin. can all agree on that. I mean, that, yeah, really. Right? I really, I grabbed this question for the last two. I was like, <laughs> oh, that's cute. You put Watkins. I really there. like Brian. I'm taking Evans. It is close. I, I go like Evans. Both. Evans is going to get that volume, but Martavis is in. Man, he's in such a good offense too. Um, uh, this is a shout out to uh, our, our uh, senior producer Dylan Milner, who says, "I will never sit Martavis Bryant ever again." And I might agree with them. So I'm going to say Martavis Bryant. All right, Here. Jeremy. Get that sandwich out of your pie hole and listen up, maggot. It's time for mail call. At King underscore Reigns. King Reigns uh, says start Jordan Reed, Martavis, or Woodhead in the Flax. It's PPR league. So Jordan Reed, Martavis, or Woodhead PPR. We're talking PPR? How I, do you not play Woodhead? I, yeah, I... I I think it's a touchdown factor, and also Woodhead was, uh, I don't for some reason, they weren't getting them the rock. They, they weren't gritty. He had five they touches. Weren't they, they, they weren't gritty, gritty last week. <laughs> they had five, he had five touches last they week. He gave like 20-some touches to Melvin Gordon. Which and was he insane. Did he did nothing with it. Give the ball to Danny. I agree. They're trying. It's Martavis or or Woodhead. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't think Reed's too far I don't out know. of the See, discussion. That's what I'm saying. I think I think yeah. Reed belongs in this conversation really? because if we're, sure. talk, if we're talking PPR, okay. he's going to get a ton of targets. Uh, I mean, they love throwing the ball to Jordan Reed. No, Kirk, they do. Kirk, Kirk especially has eyes for Jordan yeah. Reed. Yeah, yeah. They're My start, initial reaction is Woodhead. I, that, mine too. I think I would go Woodhead because he also has the safest floor, especially in, point. in PPR. Like, Reed, Reed is probably the second safest floor, and Bryant always obviously has the highest ceiling. Yeah. But if you're flexing somebody, when I flex, I usually try to go for safe points, and uh, I'd go Woodhead. What say you, Marcus? Contemplative. Uh, after, yeah, after much thought and debate, I, I mean, I said a couple weeks ago that Danny Woodhead's kind of like the all-time quarterback when it comes to, like, <laughs> you know, your flex spot. <laughs> so I'm going to stand by that and say go Danny Woodhead. Get gritty. Uh, Get gritty, King Reigns. <laughs> in, in the previous tweet, I said uh, I will never sit Martavis. I will sit Martavis for Danny Woodhead. What? James in, Cole getting gritty? In a, in a PPR league. Uh, I Yeah, it's hard not to play Danny Woodhead. Putting on his hard hat, grabbing his lunch pail. I guess so. I All guess right. I am doing that. Last one. <laughs> Uh, this one from Brian Regal. Uh, this one, his Twitter handle is Killer Briegel. That's not bad. Not bad. That's not bad. All right. Uh, with John Brown on a bye, I have to play either Cobb, Moncrief, or Devontae Adams, which is the least horrible. <laughs> I love the way he phrases I, the question. That's, why, that's another reason the this one made it horrible in. play. <laughs> I guess I'm going Randall Cobb, but I don't like it. I mean, 
I think I'm going Adams. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm going Adams because Cobb is going to be staring at Josh Norman most of the day. And then Moncrief has just an, a horrendous matchup against Denver. So which is, it's so funny. Like that's why it was great because he said, "Which is the least horrible play?" These are three good football players. But yeah. They're, they're not bad in good situations spots. right now. Exactly. Yeah, I probably go Devontae Adams there. Yeah, all right. I guess I'll say Devontae Adams too. What the heck? Why not? All right. Let's do. Let's <laughs> say I, it like you mean it, though, really. huh? I mean, look, dude. All these guys are going to be touchdown dependent because they're not going to get yards. None of these guys are getting yards. None of these guys are getting yards. They're all t- touchdown dependent. So it's a rough spot. Yeah, it's a rough spot. I mean, you're basically treating these guys like you know low end tight ends at this point. So, uh, yeah, I'll say Devonte Adams because I think he has the highest touchdown potential. That's right. it. Should we dap it? Yeah, let's dap it. Get out of here. Extra, extra, read all about it. This is the day. All right, daily dap time. Uh, it's our basically our props to the world, non-fantasy or fantasy related, and non-daily, but it's okay. Hey, don't even worry about it. Look, forget, forget about the name. It's, it's just, branding. It's just, branding. We can just make fun of it all the time, but it's good. It's branding. Don't worry I about love it. I the segment. <laughs> it's daily for us. We're only here two days. Uh, in the two days that we're here, we dap something. So True. It's, it's daily. True. For us. Uh, all right, Alex Gilhar, Whiskit from Wisconsin. Hit I, me. I think I'm going to dap Spectre. James Bond is back tonight. Ooh. Going to see it with uh, Harmon, and his his dad is in town. So oh, yeah? His dad's a big Bond fan, so we're, we're all going to go see it, probably grab some beers afterwards. And it's just always a good day when James Bond is back in the cinemas. So. Sure, no doubt about Daily it. Daily dap to Spectre. Looking forward to it. Uh, daily dap to NFL Network for uh, for setting up the, the culture committee, setting up a, uh, a Spectre. Oh, I will go. Well. That'll be the second time I'll see it this next week. Booyah. So we got that going. Uh, Marcus Grant, what well, about for yourself? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to double up on that because uh, not only is, is James Bond back with Spectre, but uh, I found this on boingboing.net. Okay. Uh, a video highlighting. Every single gadget James Bond has ever used. What? That's sweet. The history. Of, it's a take. It takes some time. It's like a sixteen and a half minute video. It's gonna take a little bit of time. There's a lot of gadgets. There's bro. 193. To what? Exactly. <laughs> from, from the first Bond movie ever. I haven't gotten all the way through the video, that's but great. but I did. The, I, I did see the one that's one of my favorites uh, from You Only Live Twice, where he basically constructs a one man helicopter from a. Uh, a suitcase, dude. Yes, that is that's that, one of my favorites of all time. So uh, yeah, shout out to uh, to Boing Boing for uh, for posting this video. You I, can find it on YouTube as well. Yeah, please. Well, we yeah. should tweet it out because that sounds amazing. Absolutely, please tweet it out. I know where Fabs is going, but go ahead, Fabs. Where am I going? <laughs> you tell me. Come on, we know we know where. Probably you're going. with what I Come sent on, you before the show. Bro. No, 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 no. Uh, dude. I mean, okay. What you got for I me? Got well, th- this is like less of a dap and more of a sort of best wishes. Uh, to my pal Kobe Lopez, a.k.a. Seth Rollins, who blew out his ACL, MCL, and oh, no. medial meniscus, the WWE champion last I, night. What happened there? In a match uh, in Ireland, and um, he's going to be out six to nine months. So oh. hopefully uh, hopefully uh, Kobe's back uh, and better than ever uh, within, the next, uh, within the next year. That's tough. And, he was uh, on a good run dude, in, for the last like, the year or so. He's WrestleMania, right. and he, he's done extremely well for himself. Uh, after being in the Shield for for several years, and uh, he's one of the big headliners now. So now WWE is doing a uh, championship uh, tournament at Survivor Series to crown Ooh. a new WWE World Heavyweight Champion. Yeah. but uh, that's t- I hope he comes back too. He's a fantastic wrestler. Kobe. He's awesome, dude. I mean, he's 29 years old, and uh, he's going to get the best care. He, I mean, it's, it's it's the same as any top-notch athlete in sure. any of the four major sports. So, uh, but best wishes to uh, Colby in his return. They actually have the video and fi- uh, and, and photos uh, of him when he did hurt it. And, boy, I mean, 
it, it does not look good. I mean, oh, no. it, it was, yeah, it was. It um, was. By the way, the the, uh, the WWF, man, or the WWE, as they are called now, but whatever. Yeah, they got the F out. Yeah, they did. I but don't. Go I, on, Marcus. No, that was, that was actually slogan. their tagline. I know, I know, slogan. I know. It was so horrible. <laughs> Anyways, uh, that pro wrestling uh, brand has done a, such a great job with their uh the name of their pay-per-views, or their major ones anyways. Their smaller show pay-per-views or whatevers, but Survivor Series, SummerSlam, mm. and WrestleMania. You know exactly what it is. It's the Super Bowl of, of wrestling events. I'm already uh, I'm already setting my plans to go. It's going to be uh, at the, I call it Cowboy Stadium. Jerry World. Jerry World. At the Jerry Dome this year. <laughs> and supposedly, like, there's rumors that The Rock is going to end up fighting Triple H or Brock Lesnar. They're going to go all out because they want to break the record. Spoiler uh, alert, bro. It is supposed. Well, no, it's all over the internet. <laughs> so, yeah, I- I'm I'm already Could trying to figure out my plans. Could the stage support Brock Lesnar versus The Rock? It That's like a thousand too. pounds of just Dude. man. Oh, man. <laughs> just muscle mass everywhere. It would be awesome. Yeah. That would be awesome. So, yeah, setting up plans to go. Uh, D'Angelo and Gary Barnage will all head down there and um, – have a little fun. There you go. So at what point does Vince McMahon just set up a senior division? I know, right? Well, <laughs> I don't know. Is that because isn't that that's always been the case with uh, the WWE, though? Well, a lot of the I mean, they guys, were throwing Ric Flair at age 60 out there. A lot of the older guys go out and do like small, uh, smaller venues just just because they're they're not going to. It's like a legends play. tour. They had a, like they had a bunch of old guys come out in the Royal Rumble this year. I because I I've admittedly never watched wrestling really as a kid. I played the video games, yeah, but okay. I was always like, this is fake. I didn't realize that there were like stories and it was like intentionally fake. I was like, this is fake. Boo. Right. Uh, but my old roommate used to love it, so I would watch it with him. And he was like, all the old guys they were trotting out during the Royal Rumble. He's like, oh my god, what Dude, is this guy doing? WrestleMania here? was like a nostalgia orgasm because you had <laughs> Sting against Triple H. And then you had DX come out, Ooh. and you had NWO come out. Wait, D- and like, they were all fighting each wait, other. What and they're all old. What D- version of DX? HB, HBK and Triple H? That, and the Road Dog. Oh, the, the New Age Outlaws came right? out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it was oh, awesome, wow. dude. It was awesome. Okay, I all like right. it. So, uh, that was, that was, this was the NFL Fantasy hair. Live Wrestling Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Earlier, you were listening to the Geography Podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, we're versatile, if nothing else. Uh, I'll daily dap the international trailer. Of Star Wars. There we go. Giddy up. Uh, You saw some extra footage there, and and any extra footage you can see of that trailer is amazing. But, yeah, no, there's a Japanese version out right now uh, that's getting a lot of of pub. It was released today. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the international trailer for the Star Wars uh, Force Awakens uh, movie is uh, is tremendous. I was late for the podcast for that particular reason. That's okay. Fabs was watching it while we were waiting for you. I'm going to watch it as soon as we're done here. 42 days, 41 days away. Can't wait. Um, I will also daily dap uh, Koreatown. We're uh, trying to organize next Friday uh, uh, a fantasy uh, NFL fantasy uh, K Town throwdown for Friday. I like uh, that the K Town throwdown, and we will see what happens. I'm going to try to introduce Matt Harmon and some of these uh, newer folks. Oh, have you been to K Town yet? Of course. Yeah, okay, there you go. So I'm going to try to introduce some of these uh, th- these younger peeps. Uh, to the whole K-Town experience. Uh, I'll take them to my favorite. Uh, little, little BBQ. Yeah, a little Korean barbecue. We'll do a, little, we'll do a little karaoke. Got to get some karaoke. We'll get some karaoke. In, I want to hear uh, Matt Harmon sing karaoke. I don't know. I wonder what he'd go to. I don't know. It's what would we got to get go franchised to? to sing karaoke, too. Well, he can. I know he's got a few tunes up his sleeves, but what is Matt Harmon going to sing? I don't know. 
What, what do they sing over there in Carolina? I don't know. Or whatever. Virginia. Virginia. Whatever. I just West imagine Virginia. I imagine whatever. him just getting Your geography question. I imagine <laughs> Matt Harmon just lighting up a full-throated version of Total Eclipse of the Heart. I don't think he – he doesn't even know what that song is. He probably doesn't. <laughs> what am I going to go with? I don't know. I I'll, go with, I'll go with the little journey. Some journey. You're, you're a journey guy I'll at karaoke? Well, I don't know. I also do a lot of Bon Jovi. You, these are not what I would have expected from you, James. Oh, bro. I will. You would have expected will. that from me. Yeah, I would have, that's <laughs> Fab's moves right there. Fab's dial up some scorpions. Oh, man. <laughs> Striper, bro. We dude, were li- Striper. dude, we were listening to Striper in the newsroom the other day. It was so funny. It was great. All right, anyways. All right, we're <laughs> falling off the rails. We're wow. falling off the rails. It's time to right, go. All right, we're done. We're out of here. Uh, thanks for listening to the NFL Fantasy Live podcast. I'm James Kell. Alex Gelhar, Marcus Grant, Michael Fabiano. We'll catch you on Tuesday. Everyone have a great Sunday. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you pull up to game night in the all-new Camry, but it's actually bingo night. Mini golf, anyone? It's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota. Let's go places. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top ten for immersive art that's like. Whoa. And? Hmm. Not to mention, we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer.